What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Spawncast episode 64, right, Evan? 64. Yep, 64. 64. This one's a little different because we're actually recording this ahead of time because three of the four people on screen here are actually going to be out of town this weekend. Sean is actually leaving on Thursday, I believe, and then myself and Evan are going up there on Friday, and that's the too many games. It's just going to be really fun. Max, you'll have to come out next year. I'm going to. This weekend, I'm going to be playing a bunch of video games, so uh, that's my excuse. I'll definitely be up there next year, though. I know Mario Tennis comes out on Friday also, so that's fun. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I know if... Have, yeah. I pre-installed right now for the convention, so we can play it. Oh, you already bought it? Yep. Oh, okay. See, I don't know if... Uh, I didn't know if Nintendo was sending it over, but they haven't yet, and I think Embargo's up tomorrow, so... There we go. I put in a request for it, um, so <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Uh, no one's Nice America right now, though. Mm-hmm. Nice America hooking it up like a month in advance or something to get that that's stuff what, done. That's what I like. Now we just gotta hope we get Octopath Traveler code oh, soon. Man. I want to play that so bad. Yeah, I need I need me some Octopath, man. That that's that's for sure. If I don't get Octopath, I'm gonna be kind of sad. Um, cool. So we had a, a couple of things to go over today. Uh, specifically, I guess we had uh, well, we had a few things in the news. Did you guys see about GameStop? Yeah. 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 The selling, yeah. It looks like, yeah, it looks like they uh, they're looking for a buyout, I guess, is what's happening. Um, or at least they're talking to someone about a buyout, but no one knows who yet. Um, this just came out last night, I think, is when uh, Reuters put that out, uh, yeah. that a, an independent or just a buyout firm that's probably there to represent another big company that does the middle work and stuff to make sure all the laws and everything. And they're allowed to even do it because you got to go through when you try to buy another company that big, you got to go through like uh, things to make sure you're not like a monopoly and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, that, and, it has to get approved. I feel like people people forget that a lot. Like a lot of times, the government actually has to go in and look at all the paperwork and then stamp it. You can't just pay them, right? So we're we got to go through that and everything. But it does at least look like uh, somebody's looking to buy them. And I don't blame them because GameStop is uh they're becoming a little archaic and they're probably going to go out of business at some point if they don't do something like this. But people mm-hmm. are looking at Amazon as possibly buying them. They just bought a food chain, didn't they? Whole. What did they buy? Whole Foods. Whole yeah, they foods, bought yeah. Whole Foods. Yeah. They just, just bought Whole Foods, so I guess it's possible. Um, well, I don't really know why GameStop would need it, though. No, yeah. So, or, I'm sorry, normally, Amazon. Because normally you'd expect Amazon to buy like a larger place that has a lot more stock in an area just in case they get an order or something and can have the storefront fill it locally <laughs> to get it there faster. But with GameStops, those are usually just small places. I mean, Whole Foods is a grocery store. They got all their freezers there. Everything they need to store stuff is there. So I don't know why they would do it with GameStop. If they bought GameStop, I have a feeling it would purely be like an ergonomic thing. I feel like they'd buy it just to get the hundreds of millions of video games and the actual retail property. I don't feel like they're interested in keeping GameStop as it is. I feel like they're probably going to rebrand it as Amazon Gaming and uh, make it like an extension of the Amazon warehouses. Yeah, but do you think that would make it pass, I guess, the government oversight? Because then at that point... Oh, God, I don't think not. Yeah, because then at that point, they're the ones who basically look to the developers and the people releasing the games and go, no, we're setting the price now because you have nowhere to sell. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Well, yeah, and I feel like it would really get weird because, you know, uh, PlayStation cards are always on the top-selling chart, so it'd be weird if literally every single PlayStation card in the world basically is sold through Amazon. That starts to feel a little bit overly controlling. Like, all right, you got to give us a bigger cut, Sony, or else we're just going to not stock it. What I'm curious about is if they buy them and then work to turn all of them into their Amazon stores, the ones that you don't need to talk to people to go to, because uh, that's it, a lot of places that are already set up, and you pretty much just have to change a sign and then some of the stock and install like the cameras. Or maybe they 
would want to just buy them just to have game stops i don't know i feel like they would maybe think about changing the name well, um definitely they're mm. definitely choosing so a friend of mine uh i'm in dallas texas the headquarters is in grapevine texas which is literally about 40 minutes from me so i've known friends who are actually accountants at GameStop headquarters, and they basically said for the last like six years now, it's just been like tables on fire. Like everybody's been freaking out the last six years because they're just geysering so much money at this point, which is why they're trying to sell more T-shirts. And they bought that cell phone company and everything like to try and roll into them. So I feel like Amazon, if they go in there, they're just going to buy it for dirt cheap and maybe even liquidize it. Yeah, I mean, it's there. It's probably going to be already cheap because they have been doing worse and worse as they go along. They're heavily they seem to keep talking about how the switch is helping them like in general and like retail. They always bring that up. But I mean, how long could that? I mean, I don't even like a switch is going to keep you alive. You know, yeah, it's, they don't really the, sell anything. The actual markup for it. Like, their markup is heavily in right. the new stuff, but then it's definitely also in their think geek purchase where they also sell backpacks i mean go to a GameStop now half of it is apparel it's not even yeah. video games anymore they, it's weird they literally make those shelves so you have to walk like pat they basically make a tiny maze so to get to the counter you have to pass like 16 pokeball cups it's not yes. even the counter to get into the store the one yeah. you, have, you have to walk by an entire wall of statues and mm. stuff it's crazy mm. it's it, uh it's it's crazy but that uh uh i, I don't know i i think it's gonna go badly it, it's funny because remember, we just literally two days ago, which seems very obvious now, saw that weird random press release from GameStop talking about why GameStop was excited for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox 2. Did y'all see that? No. They were being like, why would they no. be excited for that? They, they specifically were saying this is going to be great. Like we understand this is going to be a huge boom for the retail market. Like everybody's going to be lining up to buy games. I mean, that's not wrong, but it's going it digital. Like, but it's, like, yeah. You know, you don't see Walmart coming out and bragging about how everybody's buying their uh, hot pockets. You know, it's like nobody needs to brag yeah. about Nielsen, that. Nielsen right? actually talked about how apparently right now gamers, uh, 66% prefer physical. That's actually pretty well down from last time, which I think yeah, was like with, over, yeah. almost 80. Um, and now they said PC gamers was 26% preferred physical. I think that's too high. <laughs> And with, weird, the, yeah. and with the rise of games as service, that number is going to keep going down. Like, why would you prefer a physical copy if you could just pay a Netflix fee and play like a hundred games on that system? Yeah, if they can figure out how to sell, if they can figure out how to sell digital stuff, with I know they kind of do because they print out the codes on your receipt if you get something digital through mm -hmm. them, like DLC. If they can figure that out, they'd be okay, I guess. But uh, no one wants to give them the money for that. Mm -hmm. Not even the parent companies who make they make more on the digital stuff because I think there it's like a flat thirty percent. Whereas if you go through retail packaging and everything, it's like 55% is what they get. So it's 70 versus 55. So of course, the big guys, they don't want to go physical, which is really funny because see the indie games go the opposite. They start digital and then they really want to go physical because they're smaller companies that probably just want to see their game on a store shelf, to be honest. Yeah, I so. think so. And also at that point, uh, your game is actually physical and will technically stand the test of time better than digital. So that's probably one of the other reasons they want to do it um is because of that so eh. what's everyone uh i know we've only we're only technically a couple days into the week uh because we're recording this on a tuesday but what's uh what's everyone been playing anything good this this past couple of days i guess from last time we talked fortnite I, yeah <laughs> we've been playing fortnite together too at times we keep trying to catch yeah. you playing fortnite and it's always just you pop in for like the one solo game and then vanish and we're like oh yeah we try to actually not think about it. sean you don't really play with us that much we the three of us I have got, played a bunch yeah we've all played a bunch i got a i got a new headset um in today so that i can play undocked as well and have voice chat so i'll be on mm -hmm. more okay well why don't you get on after this podcast 
All right. Yeah, let's all see. We made it work. (laughs) It's funny watching you in lobbies, Sean, because I can tell that you're definitely the type of dude, without even watching you play, I can tell you the type of dude who kind of hides in a corner aiming a shotgun at a door. Because I'll see it say, like, five people left for 10 minutes. And I'm like, is he not killing anybody? Like, it's just five people. Ask Evan how well that stealth works. (laughs) You saw it, dude. The other, you got, what, you get knocked out at like 30 something? And I made it to the last three people. Yeah, it works so well that after I picked the dude in the face with a hunting rifle from across the map, went around a corner to his teammate and said, John, let's get him. And I died. And then I got to spectate you miles away going, nah, I'm going to the circle. <laughs> I'm stealthing it up, man. I'm Metal, I'm metal, I'm metal Gear over here. I'm, I'm Snake right here. But it worked. Definitely didn't work. It I had, worked up I until walked. those yeah, people yeah. approached from behind you because they got the other dude up and then they just killed you. See, <laughs> if you were stealthing it up, man, we could have gone Rambo at the last minute and won. And won with two kills. <laughs> I, I had this uh, this time where I was inside the circle and we were doing squads and all four of my people, we were all still alive. We we're all still kicking butt. We ended up having the high ground. We'd had this like uh, big hill we we're on top of and we all had a bunch of rocket launchers somehow for some reason. The entire circle is there. It's really tiny at this point. We feel like we can see the entire thing. We're like, where are they hiding? Are they in that tree? And we realized there was one of those teeny tiny huts. So we shoot the hut. There was literally two people stacked on top of each other, aimed at the door. We broke it open. It was like, seeing cockroaches scatter like ah they spot us <laughs> explosive weapons at the end are so powerful that's the oh, yeah. the core reason why the the one time i was going to win i lost was just because a guy happened to have a 20 story tall tower at the tiniest point mm. in the circle and a missile launcher like that's all he needed he just aimed down and fired did y'all play during the really brief time they had the remote rockets uh i watched videos i didn't play they were so broken because everybody literally there was a time where i beat the entire game without ever moving at the very start i happened to drop in the prison pick up the remote rocket launcher and like 50 bullets and i literally hid inside a jail cell and just kept firing bullets out the window and just fly around the entire map see somebody blow them up shoot out another one it just it just literally stayed there for the entire game it just got like 15 kills without ever moving Mm. they had to remove that it was so broken I don't know. The stealth stuff does work, but then we randomly get into matches and somehow uh, end up with like five or six kills before we die at number like 50. So the stealth stuff yeah. does help because everyone just knock each other out. Like everyone's very, uh, yeah. they're very aggressive on the switch. Like it's not that it's aggressive. It's vultury. Like that's why I don't like playing the squad modes just because you'll get like two squad kills and there's just a dude on a hill like, and they're weak enough and they'll start picking you off. Yeah. The one thing I don't like about the game is the building. I will say that probably because I'm not as good at it yet. Maybe if I get better, but whenever I'm so close to wiping somebody, they just build like they just hold build basically. And they're just, it's gone. It's like, okay. Wood, and I, Wood and I were playing duos last night and um, there was only like, there was only like three or four teams left and we're like, all right, we got this. And like, we had a, we had a pop four. We had, we had all sorts of stuff. We had great weapons and like some dude took us out. And um, I was like, how the hell did he take us out so fast? And we watched this dude for the rest of the match. And he was like, a, like, a master he was like bob vila like yeah. he was just like and he would just build stuff and then he would run and jump and then he would throw something down and he'd jump off that and, and i was like how is he doing it so fast like it was crazy wow the pc people well and there's there's uh people on pc build so incredibly fast i've seen people uh there was a replay once somebody posted on twitter and it said like this is the day i quit Fortnite," and it showed two people with like a thousand wood each building super skyscrapers it literally was two people just just taj mahal thrown up in five seconds at a cardboard 
just and every time they'd get close to each other, they'd start building over and over and over. And it's just like, okay, like a normal person with a tiny. What if somebody had a rocket controller. launcher or a grenade and threw it yeah. at the bottom and it would have happened? Wouldn't the whole thing come crashing down then? Well, it depends on how big the base is, but that's uh during the 50 v 50s. I remember we were at the end and it was like five on five at that point, and the guys just kept building and building and building, and there was a orange tier gatling gun off to the side and i definitely had thousands of pistol bullets i was like no this is over right now just pick it up and start spraying which which match was that i don't think you were there sean maybe you were which match was it where i had that remote mine i couldn't figure out how to detonate it right away but i threw it into that pop-up fort and i was trying to figure out eventually i just hit the right button and the whole thing exploded that was so so awesome from my point of view because it's on the other side of that barn and I see you guys closing in and you have the fence and I'm like, okay, they're in a good position. I'm going to try and flank him. And all of a sudden I see the humongous Porta fort appear and I'm like, oh no, they're going to have the high ground. And then I hear John be like, which one of these buds is dead, Nate? And then the whole thing just disintegrating. I was just hitting every button on my Xbox controller like this. I was like, where is it? And eventually I guess I hit it. But then you weren't on during our duos where we were stuck in a freaking shopping mall that was surrounded in people shooting at each other off the roof and down. John had mini bombs all over <laughs> the everywhere. place. He was like, when do I press the button? And we we're at the point where it was about to shrink past the storm. Like, was do it now! And the whole thing just blew up and everyone fell <laughs> everyone down. Everyone fell like, through what? it. What? But they fell, but you put bounce pads at the bottom, so everyone fell <laughs> and they all landed on the bounce pad. Everyone just went flying everywhere. It was awesome. That's and then funny. we died spectacularly, but it was great. <laughs> Somebody had a rocket launcher, so what can we yeah, do? If we, if we were going to go, it was going to be yeah. in chaos. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite, before we like bore everybody with Fortnite talk, one of my favorite memories ever is there was a time where I saw this guy pick up a legendary grenade launcher and I was like, oh crap. And I went and hid in the house and I uh, stood on the stairwell and I'm like crouched under the stairwell and he just started shooting tons and tons of grenades in. It blows up the entire house until it's literally a smoking hole. I'm in the remnants of the basement with a shotgun and he came up to the edge like, did I get him? And I popped out and shot him in the head with a shotgun. At like, one, I was at one hell from all the explosions and it was like, haha, I won by luck. Yeah, Fortnite has seems to be one of those games that can just create a ton of stories uh, mm-hmm. from it. So, um, yeah, that was that was uh, that was uh, probably one of the bigger games we played this week. I played a little bit of uh, I think it's Lost Child. Is what it was? Yeah, I've seen you playing that. Yeah, I played some of that. Uh, not really my type of game. It's a uh, one of those first person dungeon crawlers where you technically move in like like steps, essentially. Um, it has like a Pokemon aspect to it as well, where you capture things like Pokemon, but it's not like a, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of boring to be honest. Uh, so, but I'll, I'll talk about it a bit later in a video, but it's, it's kind of boring to me, but as people who like, um, I guess the very slower old, older kind of Shimagami games might actually like it. So there you go. I want to say, since we've all played a bunch of East eight, like, holy crap, that game is way now that we can finally talk about it. That game is so, so good. Like, holy crap. Did I love that game way more than I thought. Yeah. yeah I, did, I didn't play it at all. Evan, Evan took care of I that. Was, really. I was playing it for a while before the switch. Cause we got it. Nice was just like, have it on PC like months, yeah. months prior. We were like, all right, whatever. And yeah, um, it's yeah. super fun. I don't know how far you, I mean, you beat it, right? You usually beat things before. Yes. You talk yes. About okay. Yeah. So I beat it, and uh, man, I, I feel like my only problem is the whole, without spoiling anything, there's like the B story, the whole Donna story. Um, man, that takes forever and ever and ever and ever to get anywhere. So you end up having like, the you have like literally 50 dream sequences. Like the plot keeps advancing. You keep having all these great boss fights. And then every single chapter ends with this long, like five minute dream sequence you don't care about. And then literally 20 hours in, they're finally like, Oh, and now it's a playable character. Like, oh, well, I don't care, but thank you. 
that was that was the one downside. So is it uh worth the sixty bucks to you? Yeah, I'm I'm actually okay. probably uh, so I give it a nine point five out of ten. It's probably one of my favorite RPGs of the year. It literally blew me away that much. Um, I'm thinking about buying the collector's edition on PS4. I kind of want it for my collection. Is literally that freaking good? I I did. It was one of those things where I went into it because the first like three hours, as you guys know, is, is all tutorials. They're literally like. This is how you gather quests. This is what this board is for. Here's how you do fishing. And then after that three hours, they're kind of just like, go fuck shit up. And it's like, yay. Yeah. It might be worth, it might be worth buying it on the Vita, to be honest, because that's probably going to be the most, yeah. the rarest version, more than likely. Well, so I've tested on the Vita version. The Vita version has a lot of the same frame rate issues oh, the okay. Switch version has. Mm. Uh, the weirdest thing, though, is that the resolution is definitely a lot lower. So, mm. um, I kind of like now that I've played all three of the versions or the three like I've played Switch version, I've played PS4 version and I've played uh, the Vita version. Something about the Switch version seems more colorful and I'm not sure what they did. And but it if you see that comparison like I did in mine, they definitely up the vibrance. I don't it, know why contrast the, maybe, text, or... the textures are lower, but the saturation mm -hmm. is higher. Yeah, well, because especially the main character, Adol's hair is red and you some of the DLC costumes, which make him look like a little sailor boy and stuff are super popping on the, the Switch version. I kind of like that. Interesting. The main comparison I did was between the uh, main dinosaur like antagonist oh yeah, yeah. Talk of it and on the pc version it, he looks kind of leathery looks scaly but then on the uh, switch version he's like a bright fire red it's really ridiculous what do you think of it sean you enjoy it oh yeah i loved it um i love the combat in it uh yeah the graphics aren't all that great that was probably one of the biggest downsides some low res <laughs> textures shadows some frame rate issues here and there but yeah like gameplay wise it's, it's phenomenal uh, whether you got it, whether you got a PS4, a Vita, or a Switch, definitely worth picking up on at least one of the consoles. Okay, okay, yeah, that's um. How how long was it, Max? Do you have like an estimated hour it's, tally? So or, you you can beat it in about fifty five hours. Oh, wow, I think okay. you're supposed to beat it in about sixty five though. Towards towards the very end, you basically the main thing that progresses it is there's all sorts of blockades until you find a certain amount of castaways, which are basically the survivors on this island. So you need like 25 people to move this boulder, 50 people to try and move this blockade. And so as you get further, eventually you get to a point where you kind of get the final batch of castaways. And it's kind of just like, all right, you want to go finish the game now? Or do you want to do this other stuff? And so at the time I just went, I want to go finish the game. Okay. Okay. That's uh, it sounds like it's worth the money though. So that's good. God. That's good. Does it does it work well as a, like a portable game? You know what I mean? Like as yep. something that's like on this. I always find myself yep. playing the JRPGs more as a portable thing, probably because the pick up and play nature. I don't know. But you'll have to let me know if that's decent. Yes, I, I definitely think it does. So I played it a lot when I was spending time with family this weekend. I played it completely on portable mode. Then it doesn't seem to drain the battery very fast, which is good. Like I know some games do. But I think since this is less graphically powerful, it doesn't seem to just drain your battery super fast. Um, and I think it seems like they redid the menus a little bit to be bigger. So uh, it didn't seem like the touch. There's no touch screen thing. So when I'm trying to do quick equip, you're still pressing the buttons. Uh, I think it That's works well. The hmm. weirdest thing is you. There's a lot of stuff involving like um, menus, and all the menus are based on the these buttons, which feels weird because there's like literally five different kinds of maps. Doing that on the touch uh, this on that mode uh, handheld did not work as well. This dude's still doing Skyrim. Whoops, <laughs> busted. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you playing skyrim again on the switch yeah man yeah you can see i actually my night uh my uh dark elf is uh ready to be the master assassin i just got all the assassin sneaking gear in my bow so i'm ready to mess stuff i'll up. be honest that's one of the best ports i think i've seen on the switch so far is skyrim 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah. It's so customized. The fact that they did the lighting system mm-hmm. from the enhanced edition and then the basic assets, it's like, that's a good combination. Yeah. Iron Galaxy is a great job. I'd like to see them do something else on the Switch at some point. They're the ones, they're the ones who was uh, calling out Capcom to let them do Monster Hunter World. Mm-hmm. So I would be interested to see that. But they, I mean, they did a good job of Skyrim. Um, so uh, did you guys see that the hacking stuff for Nintendo where they can now detect people pretty much perfectly according to uh, Michael Cyrus, who is a data miner who also looks into like homebrew and goes through the coding and stuff. His opinion is that it's probably like as close to being perfect as possible to detect like pirated game because piracy is now possible on the switch for hackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they can back up and play games now. And this is pretty recent uh, team executor release there. They have like a little plugin and then the little piece on the side that makes it all work and has its own like firmware. Uh, mm-hmm. it looks like that's the thing now. And, uh, Nintendo though is actually banning people pretty easily. Um, which I, I think is probably good for the best, obviously, because if you're pirating stuff, you shouldn't be online anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that was, that dates back to the original Xbox. If you pirate yep. stuff and you can't use Xbox live. Yep. yep. And the PS3 was heavily like that with Grand Theft Auto. I remember that people would go online and they wanted like millions of, you know, coin or whatever the i guess whatever the current i, I think that i think it's still just dollars but dollars, yeah. uh because i know you buy shark cards to get more obviously but uh yeah even going back to them people wanted flying cars and tanks and all this stuff and they just get banned after like 10 be minutes able to randomly spawn a whale in the middle of the street yeah, yeah. but this isn't even that it's it's just like if you've if you've pirated a game apparently it works through matching up co- specific like like basically stamped codes uh, and mm. comparing and cross checking and stuff. And apparently it bans you within a minute or two after checking everything. Jeez. So hmm. um, if you're going to do it, stay offline, I guess. But. Did you see the people? Uh, so, you know, I'm super into Splatoon. I love the mm. new Octo expansion DLC blew my mind. It's so fun. Uh, but there are people right now who are hacking and they basically they're going into Splatoon matches. And then when it starts doing like the background calculations for what map you're going to play on, they have a way where they can commandeer that and then manually select what map you're going to be on. And they're making it where you're playing on maps that aren't out yep. yet. I saw that. I posted that on Twitter. I was like, this is insane. Yeah. yeah. At so, that point, it's getting a little, that's getting a little, a uh, little personal there. I think they're pulling well, maps yeah. aren't even out yet. Yeah. Cause hacking in Splatoon was around before the expansion. Cause everyone was starting they're, to become the, uh, the actual the squids. squids. Yeah. But like, they didn't say anything about it. They did their whole event. And not, I don't think anyone from that company specifically said like, well, we're looking into it. We're looking into ways to fix it. Mm-hmm. Is that part it of the, that map like is part of the paid DLC? No, no, it's uh, so all it's the maps are always going to be free. The yeah. Octo expansion is a couple cosmetic things and a humongous. It's 80 new puzzles. It's just mm-hmm. awesome puzzle levels. OK, OK. Well, so it's, it's more single player, essentially, that people. Yeah, wanted. it's it's basically, oh. in my opinion, you're paying for the real single player. because The original single oh. player was was kind of sparse. It's amazing, though. Oh, wow. Cool. All right. Very good. Very good. Uh, so this is just something they rotate in or they were going to release at some point and people just found it and activated it through hacking, essentially. Yeah. So it's, uh, it was probably something that was probably going to just be dropped in the next couple of days anyway. So it's probably already patched into the game. Mm-hmm. They were just going to set it live and people are somehow already able to do it. It's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that's and kind of up. A, that's kind of a shame. Yeah, that would have been a cool little surprise to be like new map. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's a shame. Maybe they'll just release it in the next couple of days anyway. I don't know. Um, they have another Splatfest coming up, I think, though. So maybe maybe it was well, for that. I think it's going on right now. It's oh. uh, it's juice pulp or no pulp. <laughs> no pulp. Yeah, no pulp. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no okay pulp for life. Some of these Splatfest, man, they're getting a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, uh, Evan, we have some questions, 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 questions. I have some on Twitter also, I think. So 
Um, why don't you hit us with some questions there, sir? All right, yeah, because we only really had three so far with the new system. I'm doing for the Discord questions at least. Yeah, we had it because we weren't. We were. It's like half a week, you know, that we're doing this. So yeah, yeah. So um, what the first one comes from Nintendo Millennial. Mm -hmm. What do you think the chances that Smash Ultimate will have 100 characters at the end of its life? Currently, there's 70, including Echoes. And talks seem that this will be like a service game moving forward. I mean, as a service game, it's feasible that it can get there. But I mean, unless we know exactly what they're planning in terms of pacing for character releases, there's really no way to know if they're going to hit 100 or mm. what's going to happen. That's a lot. That's a lot of characters. to. That's, yeah, yeah. that's a lot. No, mm. I, I fully believe that. Yeah, I actually fully think that um, my theory is that they're probably going to reveal another like uh, eight to ten characters before launch, so yeah. I think we're probably gonna have about eighty at launch. I just I get a feeling that they really just want to try and like. Uh, I I get a feeling that they want to try and make this like Mario Kart Eight, where it just keeps selling forever because it has sixty four freaking tracks and a battle mode and great online. I think they're just basically like we're just gonna make a Smash game that sells the next ten years and we just clean our hands. I know the the game now. I think with Ridley is at sixty five like regular characters. I guess kind of mm -hmm. characters. I think the rumor right now is that there is another five characters, I think, to be revealed, maybe six uh, currently mm -hmm. before release. That would put us at 70 or 71. And the rumor right now that uh, one leak that actually turned out to be true, that was a month old now where they they basically called every single thing that happened to direct to the T, including Ridley, um, says Simon Belmont is next. Dude. Yeah. So they actually have some backing there. I mean, honestly, I, people don't like it when I say this. I think I hope Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is the last Super Smash Bros. game and they just port it to every new system and just keep adding to it. Um, I I mean, I don't, I don't really know how much we people need to reinvent the wheel with this. Anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's starting to become the approach for fighting games. I mean, that's the Capcom's hope for the current Street Fighter is to be able to do that going forward. So at the end of the day, new characters, new levels even. And maybe mm -hmm. even some new modes, new mini games, and stuff like that might become DLC, yeah. but might also be playable by everyone. As but you can't like select it. That seems to be the case. Like Dragon Ball Fighters, I don't oh, own yeah, Bardock, yeah. so I don't have access to him. But I can yeah. play against people who have him, so that's perfectly fine. I'll be I'll be curious to see if uh, I don't know how all the logistics work with it, but I think one of the reasons they maybe don't want to create another game is because licensing, and you'll have to cut characters then. Uh, so I'd be curious that they just keep it around and they keep it as a port. I don't know what the logistics are for licensing when you port something like that to another system or something, because it's still technically the same well, game. <laughs> we, we, we know for a fact you end up having to pay it again. That's mm, the rule, because yeah. we know they had to remove all those songs from Grand Theft Auto V going from PS3 to PS4, remember? Well, mm -hmm. it depends, I'd imagine, on the contract itself. Like, if the contract yeah. states specifically the Switch is the system... Then yeah, and that's most likely what it is. I don't think any company would go, yeah, infinitely you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Your Konami, money. Konami, you know, Konami cashed in Snake for that easy payday, oh, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I honestly, the reason I believe Simon Belmont so much is because Konami doesn't want to do anything original anymore, and that's so easy to get money from. It's like they probably want offer him like six characters or something. Take them all. I'll just send the check here. Well, it's <laughs> interesting. It's interesting that David Hayter is the one doing the yeah, voice. Yeah, he's for back it. for yeah, that. Right. That's cool. I thought him and Konami had a falling out, although. Uh, what I think is happening is Nintendo Sakurai has ridiculous attention to detail, and that's who did the Wii version. <clears throat> and it's not like like I don't see David Hayter talking to Konami. I see Nintendo talking to Konami and then talking to David Hayter and saying, "Yeah, well, we want to bring you back for this." And they're all new lines. Didn't that David Hayter interview actually say that it was basically Kojima who replaced him? Yeah, it was Kojima oh, that decided yeah. it. But I thought it was partially because it wasn't technically 
uh, boss. It was someone else. Yeah, but the same voice, the Japanese voice actor stayed. That's why it should, he was, it should he though, was because mad. Snake is from uh, Big Boss or Boss, so he should he should be basically the same voice essentially. I think. Yeah. Well, parts. and that's he he was mad at the time. There's an interview you can look up where basically, uh, from what is it, Metal Gear Solid Four. He randomly made him try out again, and he was pissed about that, being like, "I'm, you know, I'm the voice of Snake." And he was like, "Okay, you can have the job again." And then for <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five, all of a sudden he's like, "Okay, now you don't get the job." It's like, "Okay, cool, then, bye." Sure. <laughs> I mean, they could have got away with it, but I mean, Snake obviously and uh, Big Boss are well, they're clones. He's a clone of them, so <laughs> you you figure he has the same voice mostly. Could be a little different, I guess. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's interesting. I think Smash would work way better as a service based game. Oh yeah, um, definitely. With especially where, where it's starting from, it'll be yeah. way better. I mean, this is called, how do you follow up to something called ultimate? Like, what's next? That's that's Can my other ultimate? question. What's next? <laughs> Put a little two above so ultimate <laughs> squared. Uh, also, I, I I think at the very least, I think this is Sakurai's last Smash Bros. game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why he brought everybody back. Uh, people thought it was the last one on the Wii U was going to be his last mm-hmm. one. Though. Why? That can't just... be. That can't be the last one. That was on a dying terrible system it was on the 3ds as well though yeah that's true that's true well it was but even then he couldn't put ice climbers because of the 3ds true so i feel like this is like okay it's the portable it's the whole thing i can put everything i want on there and it's not gonna sell to six million people on the switch it's gonna sell to like it's gonna be 15 20 million before it's all done if it ever (laughs) finishes um with where people are projecting the switch to go and the attachment they're at some point, they're just going to package it in with the new ones coming out. Like, everyone's going to need it. <laughs> well, yeah. Especially because it could come to a point where Sakurai ends up balancing it the way he wants and it just keeps selling. And um, from some of the statements, you saw those quotes from Reggie Fizume saying that he actually likes loot boxes, right? Yeah, that was an interesting yeah. one. He he likes, he seems to, it was interesting the way he said it. He said he, um, yeah. he doesn't see uh, issues with loot boxes if they're done right. But he yeah. didn't, I don't think he really... He didn't really say the loot box the way they're being well, done right is is correct now, but he doesn't. Well, he only likes it if you get the stuff yeah. outside of loot boxes, right? Is well, well no. His, his exact quote was that basically what he wants is is if you spend money and you get a box and you always get something out of that box that's cool, he's okay with it. He says he he doesn't believe in systems where like uh he was very vague about it, but I think mm. he probably has an idea. Uh, well, he fi- I mean he, fi- he followed it up. This is on the news. I actually had it in my news wave video. He followed it up saying. As long as you can get everything in the game without buying a loot box as well as what he oh, said. Yeah. Um, so well, we did at I, least clarify that, but you're right. He does technically like the idea, it seems. And if you think about it, they have loot boxes that you can't buy in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah. Well, that's why I wouldn't be shocked. And I'd say I probably wouldn't even have a problem if they ended up coming out with tons and tons and tons of crazy like costumes in uh, for all 100 characters in Smash Bros. And that's Loot Crate related later on of something mm-hmm. like, OK, all 100 characters are in the game or they're DLC. And then once they're out there, if you want by just playing matches, you get these crates or if you want, you can buy. Am I wrong in well. thinking, was it Melee? One of them, I thought you put currency into a machine and then it would kick out a trophy to you. Am I thinking right? I, I haven't been in Smash in a long time. was the last one. Melee, I thought was the last one I played like, like that. Yeah, I thought the it was the last one that came out because if you had your me in the game, like you could get abilities from those. I thought that was the case. Uh, because I I thought you would get trophies by getting them out of like a almost like a gumball machine that you put money in and it'll kick it out. I might be thinking about a different game though. I don't want to say that if that's not true. I can look it up, but uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was the case. There was um, something like that. Yeah, I, I, I was that the Wii one though. It might the Wii one and the um 
the melees I played more than the Wii version, and I barely yeah. played the Wii U version. Um, that that gamepad didn't make me want to turn the wait, Wii on much. No, wait, <laughs> but, the Wii version. I know the Wii version. Could the Wii version? You could unlock specific songs and stuff, and it spit out little CDs for the different soundtracks. That seems to ring a bell. Avail. Oh, yep. Here we go. Okay, so they. It says here they have a lottery system in. I believe that's melee is it melee yeah so melee has i believe a lottery system yes um yeah okay so there's a lottery system of some kind of melee that's what i was thinking of i think um to get trophies just trophies uh but of course no outside money or anything it was all in game but you can kind of see where they if they really wanted to do it they could do it you know like they could make it because you can earn all that stuff otherwise um but i guess if you want to speed up process you can did you see that they showed that you only get like eight characters to start with or something. Oh yeah. 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 And they're constantly I'm, unlocking. Yeah. And I know they, they talked about this being tournament friendly. I'm really hoping there's like a code or something for people mm. who want to start tournaments. Cause I remember when street fighter four did that and we had to have bug at our store come. Oh no. Yeah, he had, to, he he had, had to, to come in and play the game yeah. for hours to unlock all the characters to be ready for the tournament. You know, what would be good is if they do something where when you put the code in, it saves your progress. How many characters you have? They give you all the characters. And then when you turn your system off, it takes them all back away. It's a, uh, I just got to hope they don't do like those games that are like, we have all these cool characters. And if you pre-order it, they're unlocked right at the start. Oh uh, yeah. No, I like. you know what? I missed being able to unlock characters. If you remember, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Marvel's Capcom two back in the day, like on the Dreamcast, you would unlock characters constantly. You'd have to leave the store, go back in and hope your character was there and you beat the game over and over again. And then you just keep buying characters. <laughs> yeah. And they're awesome. And it, there's elements to it in fighting games, especially that are important because it's not just important to learn the character you like, it's to learn the other characters as well. So you know how you can fight them. And that kind of throws a lot of people off when they get into fighting games as they'll pick like, oh, this guy looks the best. And then they'll get their ass handed to him by someone who's better at range. They won't understand why they'll quit. They'll talk bad about the game. Like that's, they want to avoid that. So forcing people to go like, oh, now I know these characters and now I can play these characters. It's a good path, but it's also little off-putting it sounds times. like there's still a lot they're going to show there's the theory now is obviously more characters five to six more characters and then the other theory is a single player because it's ultimate right you need everything yeah. um, i would think there's a single player yeah I'm, so yeah, i'm we'll see. very much hoping for single player but i i actually have no expectation of it i'm in a place where i think that would be awesome i am not gonna really i'm not expecting it i'm hoping for it though mm-hmm. okay okay um what else do we have, Evan? What's another good question from the old uh, Discord? We have another one that I, it's worded in a specific way, but maybe we can resituate. Wait, have, it Evan, from... how do you ask? How do you ask questions in the Discord? You let people know. How do you do uh, that? I have a channel in the Discord, Spawncast questions, okay. people post in there. I'm with the new system. We're going to be getting these questions before the Spawncast, so we can organize them into the topics a little bit, if possible. Okay, and so, then how do you? Um, and then how do you get in the Discord? Uh, if join our patreon there you go see i was i was working it there for you man i was working it up for you yeah (laughs) pull the rope (laughs) check it out we try to do as much as we can with it we do the calls now usually once a month at this point we i'm after too many games it's the final episode of this season of behind the wave which the five dollar patrons i think get or the ten dollar ones there you go so there's yeah there's a lot of stuff going on but uh tom terry Kind of brings up a little, I guess, an anecdote. With Shining, Resonance, Refrain, and Octopath Traveler released only three days apart, how can I keep my job and care for my family, sleep deprivation, what's your secret? <laughs> but basically, I mean, we've seen this with a lot of games, not just 
uh, two RPGs releasing shortly after another, but we've been talking heavily about tons of games coming out all at the same time. I mean, even on the same day, it's getting a little ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. what are we thinking moving forward in terms of purchasing strategies? It's hard when RPGs come out like that. The good news is, and this is something uh, I like a lot right now, is even the RPGs are coming out with demos. So you yeah. can test everything. This Octopath has been one of the best when it comes to it. They give you the first three hours of the game and then your stuff carries over, which is insane, by the way. Um, even Shining Red, uh, that actually gave demos on everything. So you can go download the demo on any of the systems you want right now. I was um, actually downloading the demo when you called me. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like half an hour long and there's even a minor little story twist at the end to set everything up. Uh, but it was it was I like the combat. Combat was very fast. Um, it is an action RPG, technically, like it's Tales, basically, just with a I guess a 3D plane kind. I'm used to the old Tales games, so okay, it's maybe it's 3D now. But back when I played it with Symphonia and everything, it was very 2D. Uh, this kind of buries you off from the world when you start the battle. You can see the people on the on the in the overworld too. And uh, when you do that, you have your special abilities, your ultimate abilities, and you just also just hit them with with uh, was I playing on the Switch? I guess that's Y, I think or X. Yeah, so it, it's pretty cool. Um, I could see the game being very anime inspired to the point where the plot probably won't end up making any sense <laughs> but uh yeah you'll see when you play the demo it's it's I, I have a feeling the plot's gonna be a little out there but yeah you gotta basically pick because you're not gonna those rpgs max just told us it takes over 50 hours to beat ease so i guess take yeah, that pick. I mean, you really have to put ease into that mix too because it, that releases what at the end of this month so yeah. like oh yeah the 26th yeah yep so crazy <laughs> Take your picks. Although I will say the Switch makes it at least slightly easier because like Max is saying it's a portable system, so you don't have to technically play in front of your TV the whole time, which I guess helps with grinding, if anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's well, what made Pokemon so easy back in the day is you could grind on the Game Boy, you know? Yeah. So serious uh, answer to his question. A big thing is somebody who beats tons and tons and tons of RPGs is just force yourself to play it for like two hours every night and you will get through it very quickly. I feel like a lot of people, they get to, like a boss fight and they get stuck, and they set it down for a minute, and they forget. So just, like, grind, 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 make it a point to uh, level up too much, and every RPG can be beaten in a week. And try the demos, because honestly, you might find you don't like either of those yeah. games, or or maybe you like both of them, but I would try the demos, because they're there, they're free, and Octopath, your save data travels over, so you, you might as well. It's almost it's basically a free three-hour game, essentially. Did you see the, the two weird pieces of news that came out about Octopath this week, which is that, number one, they said it's going to be like 85 hours long according to playtests. <laughs> oh, my and, gosh. And the other thing is they said they're never going to make DLC. I saw that. Folks, the game is yep. finished. The game's good. It's a complete... We're selling you a complete game, guys. Come yeah. on. <laughs> People are a little trained to ask for DLC a lot. I get. I guess if you like a game a lot, and you want to give them more money for more experience. That's cool. But what I would do is this is actually kind of similar to bravely the bravely default series. So just follow that studio. Cause it sounds like they have an entire division out for the switch. Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to see these type of games come out. They take a while to make, but uh, you'll probably see this continue. So just, if you like their game rather than DLC, just uh, follow them for their next game. Cause you might like it as well, since this plays very similar to bravely default technically. Yeah. So um yeah but yeah that's that's good you're right max you pretty you got to put the time in <laughs> eventually you'll become op for the game anyway and you'll blast through stuff if you grind enough <laughs> i like i like octopath though. octopath has been very fun and i'm ready for it next uh next month so that's gonna be a good time um 85 hours though man that is i know that's an experience I've, jeez that's why i saw I mean, eight re- characters though i guess if there's 
like 11 hours per character less than that even then you know okay. or, or if it's something like sonic adventure 2 where it's like 10 hours for each of the characters and there's like a final chapter where everybody comes together mm. i mean the characters i assume yeah i was gonna say i assume the characters come together at some point and you just mm -hmm. have like a full party to pick from so i guess each character should get at least five or six hours of backstory running around um mm -hmm. and then everyone meets up and you have like the back half of the game that'd be cool that'd be really cool like you said you had that experience with uh which game was that, Evan? Was that, was that the first? Wild Arms. Wild Arms. Wild Arms, yeah. Wild Arms, yeah, because each character has like a half hour to an hour long prologue, and then you join up at a one village. It's really cool. Well, you thought you beat the game, and then it was like, nope, you're still going. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that's good. Well, that, that, that's that came really later, because cool. you beat a final boss, and everyone's like, let's go our separate ways, and then it continues. It's just crazy. That's good. Um, yeah, so is that, are those our questions, Evan? We got one more? We got one more. Okay. Uh, with Nintendo putting all their eggs into the Smash Ultimate and Pokemon Basket, are you concerned they won't hit their 20 million uh, sales number this year? Do you feel they should release more heavy hitters in 2018? Are they smart to save and populate 2019? Well, I'll tell you, uh, <laughs> there are 2018 games uh, I don't think are done yet. You're going to see yeah. at least two more announcements. One might surprise you. Uh, you're going to see two more announcements. Um, I think the, the problem here at this point is thinking that E3 was their like show pony. all uh, I mean, it is for some, no but one, it's not for others because people yeah, treat it differently. So, yeah, not a lot of companies seem to care about it as much yeah. this year. So, I mean, it's just another thing at this point. I will see. I will say keep an eye on uh, panic button next month. Yep. I'll say that. <laughs> we'll see uh, that if, if this is it, if this is like I, I'm basing this on the information we currently have, which I know some YouTubers get mad about. Like, no, don't make assumptions. But I'm just basing it on the information we currently have. I feel like it's too little to hit their 20 million number. They definitely okay. need need more big announcements like you're like you're hinting at John is they definitely need something else out there because as cool as Smash is and as cool as Pokemon is, I feel like none of these are as amazing as um Almost everybody I know, literally everybody I know, went out and bought a Switch when Mario Odyssey came out. Way more than even I would have thought, actually, because I, I thought that Mario Odyssey was a great game, but I thought Zelda was slightly better. So it was weird when that came out, and all of a sudden everybody was like, now I gotta get a Switch. So mm -hmm. I, I just don't see anything this year that nobody is saying that, you know? Mm -hmm. I think people are more so disappointed about Pokemon not being, like, the um the next hardcore one or something, mm -hmm. but... uh. Honestly, this one actually looks like something I could do because I know the Pokemon in it. <laughs> Whereas when we get into next year and I start seeing chandelier Pokemon and, and Pokemon from armchairs and stuff, I'm going to be like, oh, man, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Why are we fighting Pee-wee's Playhouse? Uh, I do. I would say I wouldn't underestimate the pull of uh, Pokemon, though. Um, that's going to be interesting to see those sales, uh, so even though it's even though it's not the, I guess, what quote unquote hardcore one. Uh, they're banking I think, on hopefully like crazy. They're hoping to pull in some of that Pokemon Go crowd that still exists. I can't fully bet on that yet. There are GT for some reason. I I know I'm going to buy it and I know I'm going to play it, but I, I'm just I'm I'm very curious to see the numbers because I it might sell, but for some reason it's hard to fully swallow that yet. I still feel like the hardcore Pokemon fan base doesn't seem sold on it, but casuals are. So mm. I'm kind of curious where that's going to pan out. You're going to see roughly, I'm going to say by February, you see roughly about 12 million sales out of Pokemon. You'll see that. Um, that shouldn't be too hard for them to do. Because a lot of people will buy both. Mm -hmm. um, that's true. So they'll push that right there. Even if it's sold, you know, 8 million just by itself and then get another 4 million of people double dipping, which they will. Because they're going to lock Pokemon behind each, you know, they're going to do their thing um I, I i realistically anywhere from 10 to 12 million by the end of february um how many people buy a switch with that that's hard to say <laughs> but you're mm -hmm. gonna see because i mean there's what 800 million downloads on pokemon go so they're looking to pull like 
one percent of that. And that's what if they people. bundle? What if they do a switch bundle though with it? Well, if they, they do, do if they do, they'll Joy they'll Cons, um. I might buy another freaking switch. If they do, they'll charge you three hundred and sixty dollars for it. Which is fine, but if they do something like the skins and Joy-Con yep. stuff mm-hmm. and whatever. That's what they do with Mario know. Odyssey. They still charge $360 for a hot yeah. Mario Odyssey bundle. I think they gave you a case. I think that's what was the big free thing that came with it. Yeah, yeah well, it was the it was the red Joy-Cons. It was the only way to get that special red Joy-Con. Yeah. Um. Jeez. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I will say that. Uh, they have uh, an investor's event coming up actually at the end of this month, the 26th of June. I don't know what I don't think. Oh, you know what? I, you know what that is? I think that's like halfway through the year or something, because it doesn't line up with their quarterly stuff. So I don't really know yeah. what's going on there. Uh, I have to ask around to figure out what that is, but I saw it on their schedule. So people are going to ask questions. How many switches have moved that they'll probably have to answer that, um, which is should be over 20 million by now. Um, oh, yeah. But we'll see the first half of this month. Obviously, they, they I mean, they had to really push it last year. Let's be real here. They the Wii U. I mean, it was, was just, it was not good. Uh, so they had to over deliver in the first year. And unfortunately what that also does is sets a very high expectation for a Mario, a Zelda, you could say Xenoblade for people who really like it. I know it's not a hot seller, but you can say that, uh, Mario Kart, Splatoon, <laughs> Splatoon, Splatoon, 2, Splatoon 2 dominated Japan. And yeah. I feel like Americans forget that a lot, but damn that thing moved consoles. Yep. yep. Um, so you're going to, that's the problem. Now we're all thinking we're, you know, we're going to, some of those games, let's be real. Zelda we've saw that for four years, <laughs> yeah. you know, Mario was interesting because we actually hadn't heard about it up until they announced that thing. Um, but I, I believe they said it had been in development for years and years. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, you're not going to see year like that maybe until the end again. So, um, that's the thing. Uh, but smash and Pokemon in one year isn't bad. Um, Pokemon, I think is going to move to a yearly series by the way now. And that's the point mm-hmm. of let's go is one year is let's go one year. It's, um, the main line or the, the hardcore one. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to really bank on, uh, yeah, it's my theory right now. Cause they can go through all the generations doing let's go pretty easily. Um, so that's yeah, my, the go versions way out in the season. So they've got time. Yeah. That's my, that's my theory on that though, is, uh, is they're going to do that yearly, but, uh, it's going to come down to the big one. Smash is going to sell. It's going to come down to Pokemon. That's what, if it, it, it literally, I think they're 20 million for the fiscal year is going to bank on Pokemon catching on. Um, so I agree. That, that's going to be an interesting thing. Unless they have something crazy, like really crazy. They haven't like Bayonetta three comes out in just, you know, November, or October or something, which they shouldn't, because that would actually probably die there. Um, it would do better, I think, uh, next year. Uh, I mean, look at September, October and probably November. They're filling up. September's very full right now. Yeah. Games, yeah. So. God, yeah. I, I and Yoshi, they can't put Yoshi in there. He, he would stand no chance. <laughs> so uh, and Fire Emblem, they even pushed. And I think that's because of the scheduling. So um, that I think is going to be an April release. If I had to guess. Yeah, hopefully Yoshi's like a March release. I don't know. And we still have to see a Star Fox game. We I got, got, yeah, we got the fake one. We got the fake one. I think, yeah, I think uh, next year they're going to dress up E3 under, as like a Metroid Prime setting, by the way. That'd be cool. That's that's my hope, yeah. Oh, man, I would love that. That'd be awesome. But if they have Star Fox, Metroid, and then a mainline or a hardcore RPG Pokemon title next year, I think that would also help their next year as well. So, yeah, I think they're setting themselves up over the next couple of years to have something big every single year from yeah. the first party. And, and even yeah. so, right now I think the 2018 is kind of a disappointment just because mm-hmm. we haven't had any craziness. But let's face it, 
the video game console is kind of a five-year game. You're kind of setting yourself up. So if 2018's meh and 2019 is tear your hair out amazing, people I mean, in the long run, they're still, yeah. Yeah, yeah people, people are not going to remember the off year. They're going to be like, remember that time when Metroid was the entire E3 and everybody was just crying and it was so beautiful? Yeah, people, that's the thing. People, will, uh, the internet forgets very quickly about everything that happens. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting. I will say that. They do have, I believe they at least have one more direct. I think they technically have two more directs set up for this year at least. So I think so. Um, I think one, if I had to guess, I think one is going to be in November, I think. Um, mostly because they'll want to push Smash along, like, right before it happens. So maybe, maybe it would even be first week of December and just be like, here's smash again hopefully not 25 minutes of it but here's smash <laughs> <laughs> honestly that game this is the thing that is crazy me about that uh that direct that they did at e3 that could have been its own direct right there right like before the yeah. game even came out like you show ridley you show everyone's back and then you do all this technical stuff in a direct that people want to tune in to see um that would have been cool or, or they should have done an at the just the treehouse yeah, tree yeah. that's that's what they did uh mm-hmm. with pokemon sun and moon is they randomly they didn't talk about it during the e3 direct but then right after they're like okay cool these are actually the heads of the pokemon company and a translator to do two hours of the opening of the game and it was like oh like that makes sense that way i can miss it if i don't want to you know yeah smash is going to be interesting i think this will end up being the best selling smash i think they've ever done um and it should it's 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 the biggest one they've ever done that's gonna be a full 60 dollar game too my gosh that's gonna be packed 70 characters more than likely when it comes out and we don't even know about single player. That is going to be stuffed with content. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's been one of the most worthwhile $60 purchases in a long time. Um, and if you're, I mean, if you're a fan of smash, you're probably just praying they have a special edition or something. <laughs> Maybe Sakurai signs like a hundred of them or something. <laughs> $500. Comes how much do you think smash money? would be? How much do you think he could get for that? If he signed a smash and sold it in like the fan. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. He could spit in the CD case. And sell it for $1,000. <laughs> I have his DNA now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He goes, I wish you all of the luck. <laughs> You're like, well, going to eBay. Yeah, especially if this ended up being his last game and he signed it and sold him for charity or something. Whew. Man, he'd be funding some research with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, that's all the questions there, Evan. Yep, that's everything from the Discord. All right, then. Let's see what people had to say on Twitter. I'm sure this will be good. <laughs> uh, let's ironically as opening twitter oh yeah uh how likely do you guys think this is from ricky flores thanks ricky flores how likely do you guys think a switch port of near automata is after the interview at e3 they had an interview they said that they uh if you bug the guy who's in charge of the whole place that they're they're trying to get it done i guess they'd like to do it uh and people are asking how likely it is now that it's obviously going to the xbox as well and it's not really an exclusive thing anymore um I think it's possible. Yeah. I mean, I, so what's interesting is that project clearly was like a tiny little passion side game over at Square Enix and it just keeps selling and selling and selling. So I think now they're like, Oh, like we actually should really like triple down on this. So well, I think, it, it uh, sold over 3 million copies. Um, and yeah. apparently according to platinum, it was according to platinum. It actually saved them, which is crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. and Square Enix, uh, they released an official thank you like four months after it came out. Mm-hmm. It had sold 500,000 or a million copies and they actually thank people. They're like, when we made this, we knew it was a great game, but we didn't know if people would understand it, to be honest. And the fan base completely exploded. Like the amount of uh, 2B cosplay I see is insane. So um, at this point, I think 
if Nintendo will allow it, I think they're definitely willing to put the money into it. I think um, it, it comes down to time, really, yeah. with that. Um, you have to time that well. If you wait too long, it's not going to matter. So, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's possible. Anything is possible. But I, I will say not likely. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I would like to see it just because I think they would actually get a decent response from the Switch crowd. Um, because, and of course, it's a Japanese based game um, that would still s- probably do some more numbers in Japan uh, because obviously the Japanese market likes it. And honestly, the, P- the PS4 will probably be overrun by the Switch this holiday in Japan. The, the Switch is going to pass the PS4 probably in uh, probably, it's going to take them about a year and mm, a year and three quarters is what it's going to take. Uh, and they'll pass the um, they'll pass the PS4. At that point, I assume every Japanese developer is going to just start putting things everything on the Switch, at least in Japan. Not necessarily mm-hmm. going to come here, as I'm still waiting for my Secret of Mana collection. Uh, but it, it's going to go over there. So that would be something I'm sure they're at least looking at. But it, you know, they got to figure out. Okay, can this, can we make this run the way we want it to? Um, oh, also speaking of running, did you, were you guys surprised at how well Dragon Ball Fighters was running? Uh, I am actually. Surprised. On the Switch now? I mean, we were talking about this, Evan, a while ago, because we were looking at the PC requirements and everything, and we even saw them dumb it down to, what, 540p, just playing around yeah. with it on the computer, where it looked like a Game Boy Advance game. But mm-hmm. it runs and looks pretty good on the Switch, yeah. honestly. And they're shooting for same resolution as PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, a lot of people forget they purposely made it look like a standard 2D hand-drawn fighter, but it's not. Those are actually 3D models yes. that are working on a 2D plane. It's on Unreal Engine, yeah. Yeah, so they said it was actually very hard to develop that, and it took a long time to get that optimized to be as smooth as it is. So the fact that they managed to just so quickly cannibalize that system and rework it for the Switch, to me, is really damn impressive. Mm-hmm. I-, I have a feeling their Unreal Engine 4 would probably help them a bit with that, from what, uh, right. what they said in all, interviews. All, it's all that, all that pre-work optimization. That game could probably, at this current point, just run on a toaster. It's Can we get it on the really Vita? really well optimized. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters yeah. on the Vita. Yes, <laughs> port. Bring it back. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it needs to run on my Alexa. Uh, Just like let's Skyrim. See. Uh, do you guys see WWE 2K19 as well? Sean, I knew you did. Uh, yeah, I saw the style. I don't think coming. it's coming to the Switch. <laughs> they, <laughs> they better not if they're going to put it out like 2K18 because I I mean, mine still doesn't work. <laughs> no one's does. It's such a weird situation considering how good NBA 2K18 ran. Mm, like, yeah. It looks the it, same. It's just half the frame rate, right? Like, but it looks yeah. same resolution, and everything. I think, right? Like, like I was, like, if you watch, like, because a lot of people are like, oh, it's just going to be the PS3 version. But if you look at it, it way, it's way closer to the PS4 version than mm-hmm. the PS3 version. But it's like with this game, they just screwed the pooch, and people are like, oh, well, you know, there's a lot more with animations and stuff. And it's like, well, I mean, every team has their intro animation with you know lighting and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like considering the SmackDown versus Raw series was on like the DS and the Wii and the uh, PSP. It just seems like, you know, they. I, I put out a I put out a tweet making fun of them. Man. I put out a tweet making fun of them. And uh, uh, some people were like, ah, don't make fun of 2K, man. It's not their fault. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, uh, I think their logos on the front. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah. they were like, no, nah, no, nah, it's blind squirrels. I was like, yeah, but. Uh, take two and 2k probably should have tried to fix yeah. it at least right they, yeah they signed that paycheck i mean 
not to talk to about who, but I was talking to a, a big game developer recently on the phone and he was specifically talking about the fact that like somebody plays that game start to finish before it's released and somebody actually can sign the paper that says delay it or release it. Somebody definitely played that Switch version as broke as it was and went, yeah, put it on store shelves. I don't give a hell. You know? Yeah, there's quality assurance and everything. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they maybe I don't know, maybe they didn't care. I don't know. Maybe Blind Squirrel really did some. But at that point, you figure take two and 2K review the work before it goes out. Yeah, um, I don't know. That's me, though. Um, but eh, I, I guess some people were like, ah, it's cool. I'm like, ah, 60 bucks doesn't work. <laughs> I bought that thing as soon as it came out and I've regretted it every day of my life. Same. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bernard Werner asks about Bayonetta 3 and strangely, a game that was absent from what I could tell at E3, Travis Strikes Again, because that's supposed to be coming out this oh, year. Yeah. Uh, oh, but they yeah, asked about oh, Bayonetta yeah. 3 and Travis Strikes Again. Uh, they were asking, I guess, if Bayonetta 3 or Travis Strikes Again are coming this year or next year. As far as we know, Travis Strikes Again is this year. Right? So, as far as we know, it looked pretty complete when they were showing it last. Um, but they were asking about Bayonetta 3 as well. Because technically they could still announce Bayonetta 3 and put it out this year. Uh, but Travis Strikes Again, as far as we know, uh, Bernard is this year, and I think it still will be. That's They even say it's not a big AAA release. It's more akin to an indie release, essentially. It's, it's, it's a series of mini, yeah. mini games, yeah. But uh, Bayonetta 3, when do you guys think that's coming out? Uh, have we seen any gameplay yet, or was it just that first one little trailer? We haven't trailer? seen any gameplay. Nah. Uh, then 2019, definitely. Because Nintendo's in a weird space now where they definitely only show you gameplay, like six months before the game comes out. That definitely seems to be their new rule is they're kind of following in the Bethesda footsteps is we'll tease you and tell you a project exists. But when you see like an aiming reticle in the game, it's because we're about to put it on store shelves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's next. I think Bayonetta three is next year. I think yeah, it might be same. summer. It might be summer to be honest. Um, it's uh, I don't, I don't think it's be anytime soon. So they'll show it to us though, when they're ready to show it. And the fact that it showed E three tells me it's probably 2019. NGT. NGT linked me to an article that talks about Reggie specifically calling out new 3DS games that are still to come. Mm. Basically saying new 3DS games are going to get announced uh, probably in a direct they do or, or they'll just put it out there in a press release like they do sometimes um, where they'll just send it. Like I get a lot of press releases in my box and uh, inbox and um, I've seen them do that before. I'm trying to remember which exact one it was but I have seen. Oh no that was next. That was Yokai Watch 4. That was um, another company but uh, that was Yokai Watch, um, sorry, 3 localization or whatever it was. Um, but what do you guys think about that? New 3DS game announcements. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm I'm not surprised, hmm. honestly, at this point. Um, as long as they're not big scale projects, whatever, I guess. But if they're, you know, bigger scale projects, then, yeah, it seems like a waste of time. It's probably easy money. You know, it's like, we'll put this, uh, this essentially on our level, a double A or single A game. Like they redid the Legion's mansion. And I would have liked to have seen it on the switch, but they used the engine from dark moon, I believe. So it probably wasn't super difficult compared to what it was like. Probably, you know, building dark moon, the Legion's mansion on the 3ds. Right. But I would have liked to have seen that on the switch. I mean, so cool to see that all done on the switch again. Oh man. That'd what, been killer. What pisses me off about a lot of these projects is that a lot of times if they just got it running on the Switch, people would buy it. Like, people don't need that to be super high resolution. People aren't going to be complaining if it's not a trillion frames a second. Like, people just want Luigi's Mansion 
on the Switch. It could literally be the GameCube version. It could still be Man. this tiny weird resolution box, and people would still be going, "Look, it's the Wii." Well, look at look goes. at Monster Hunter on the from Capcom, the one they did on the uh, the Switch. Yeah. It was the 3DS version, just 60 frames per second and everything, and people loved it. People imported it like crazy, which is yeah. weird because it, it, it I think it was only in Japanese, but it's coming over, and it's probably gonna be the same thing, just you know, localized and English and everything. And I have a feeling people are gonna buy that up like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mostly because we've never actually had that version here, even the 3DS one, and they're just bringing it over as the Switch version. So it's going to do well here, at least. Um, it'd probably do better here, honestly, than Japan, because they already had that version on the 3DS. They just upgraded, I guess, to the Switch. But uh, you're right, Max. If they took the 3DS version, brought it over, anti-aliasing all over the place, 60 frames per second, and it was like 40 bucks, people would buy that like crazy. No no question. That'd been, that's, that's an easy couple million you know, seller, no questions asked, but it, that's weird. But yeah, I, they want to keep the 3DS going. And I think until they get to a certain number and I've said it before, I think the number they want is 30 million switch units before they literally bury the 3DS. <laughs> and I think that's why they only announced 2019 games so far. I don't think I have a 2020 game for the 3DS. I think it's all 2019 stuff that they've announced so far. Is that far out? So I think that's when they're expecting to pass 30 million is, is next year, um, which will get them. It'll start getting them kind of close to the Xbox then. Yeah. So they'll run. The, I think they're going to run the Xbox down in like two and a half years. Um, it's kind of the way it is. But uh, yeah, uh, there aren't actually too many more questions than that. Um, what are we? Uh, what are our plans for uh, too many games? Sean, what do you got going on? I got a panel on Saturday at uh, three thirty in panel room two. So before uh, this airs for everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. so thanks for well coming. no pa- patreon people get it uh you're getting this a day early though right yeah, so Patreon, know. patreons will see it they'll know uh, they'll know but if you're if you uh if you hear about this and you're interested in too many games uh sunday will be open and the t- tickets then are cheaper than ever yep. so stop by sunday and sean will even be there so you can go I'll drink diet dr pepper with him you can <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a good time though it's gonna be fun we, we've been go. evan and i've been going there forever i we went there when they were in a hotel still um and then we sold with them for about three years straight i think right yep. with our stores and with stores and everything so we've been going to too many games forever and it's, it's a great convention it's just because you go there it's grown we've seen it grow from seriously being like tiny to now and it's so different now um, the, the trick is they haven't really lost as much as the atmosphere as some conventions do going from mm-hmm. small to large it's still just crazy fun to meet up with people play yep. games yep and they shop. they pack it's it awesome. full of retro games seriously that's the place oh, to yeah. go if you want like old games that's where you go like i'm gonna i think i'm gonna work on my N64 collection when I go. Um, if you nice. see uh, some Sega Saturn stuff, a Sega Saturn table, definitely message me and I may uh, PayPal you some money to grab <laughs> something for me. PayPal to Sean because I think he has a little card. Do you have a little card for your PayPal? Oh, shit. I didn't buy that. I lost. You're going to you're gonna have to overnight it. You're going to have to overnight it. Amazon. Damn it. I forgot that. And... I'm also looking for Sega CD. I'm only, I've got like 15 sega cd games and i have a, a lot of the really rare ones but there's some great stuff actually I you know what have. now that i think about it sean when we went not last year uh, last year year before with the store uh a lot of our neighbors actually were taking paypal straight up like you would just sign in and you paypal it to them uh, yeah so that's, most that's, of the time they do that the convention i went up to uh katsukan up in uh washington or wherever the heck i met you guys uh that's how you the only way you could pay was cash or paypal so they'd actually show your thing you'd type in on their ipad and just paypal them the money yeah a lot of them have i think clover now or square and i believe that clover also square, works yeah. you can actually be like you take paypal and most of them go yeah because i have paypal you can just here's my name just send me the money mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah max i'll i guess we'll keep an eye out sean i'll keep an eye out for saturn stuff sean's gonna get yes. the best look though because he's going friday 
uh, yeah. in the morning, I think. So you'll be there right away. I'm going to try to get there when they open as well. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. getting in Thursday, so yeah. I'll be there. So. Because in order to get in Friday, you have to buy the pass for all three days. So Saturday is the busiest day. So if you get there Friday, you're like some of the first people to see the stuff on the tables. Well, not, not only that, the people, what people don't realize is a lot of times uh, the guests, we get to go in there and tour it for about an hour before they open. We get to walk around the vendor floor. So nice. the, even and, from John and, and from John and our history, you're going to want to do it as fast as possible because there's yeah. even vendors who will snipe up the stuff to sell it for more. It's, oh, yeah. it's true. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Okay. I, I don't yeah. want to say the convention where I see that a lot, but you definitely you see everybody set up their table basically do a hot swap and then you'd see someone buy like a $15 strategy guide and sell it for $60 later that day. You got to go next year, Max. That'd be cool. I'm definitely going to my promise. I'm doing an out of state convention. Uh, I'm going to Tokyo and Tulsa in Tulsa, Oklahoma, July 13th through 15th. So I just don't want to do two uh, out of state conventions in a row Uh, would probably kick my butt and I'd miss a couple episodes of a top 10 Thursday or something. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so next year you should get out there, Max. It's a good time, and uh, uh, we can go go for screen wave and everything with us. Yeah, I'm gonna see how uh, how drunk RGT actually gets. <laughs> yeah, they have an a- they have like an after party uh, Friday night, right, Sean? Yeah, it's really not that bad. Like, okay. Five three, five years ago, it would be terrible, but nowadays um, I'm a little bit more mellow. <laughs> well, we'll find out for ourselves, I guess. There's gonna be pictures on Twitter. You face down in your own vomit. I already know it. Oh, no, I hate man. I hate throwing up and I, I rarely throw up from drinking. Um, I, I've never thrown up ever from drinking. It's ah. been it's been a long time oh, since since. No, I, wait, I, I did once. There was one time when I wanted to see like how drunk I could get. I don't know why I thought like, like, I don't know how what's the highest level of drunkness I can get. And so I did like 15 shots in one hour. Uh, Those are the yeah. last words of Max. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do specifically remember falling in slow motion. Like, Oh man, it's taking so long to get to the ground. I'm so drunk. <laughs> oh man. It's going to be a good time though. We're going to have fun. I got to get 64 games. Cause I also bought, uh, when it went up for pre-order because they keep going up for pre-order and disappearing right away. Uh, the Nintendo 64 HDMI kit. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna install that myself. It's ribbon cables everywhere. It's soldering all over the place. I'm installing it though, and that sucker's gonna have HDMI. I just got the HDMI Dreamcast thing. Oh, nice. Uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, um, I've heard mixed things. It's all right. It's so low power. Uh, capture cards don't recognize it, so I oh. can't save footage. I'm gonna have to like buy weird. a separate capture card because if you put this into an Elgato, it won't even turn on your TV. It doesn't even see it. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, it doesn't plug into the wall or anything. No, no, it's it's oh. just it is literally just the cable and it just goes straight in the back of your Dreamcast into your TV. And yeah, exactly. You you know what you're talking about, John, of like the the good upscalers. Yeah, you have to plug in. I yeah. actually have some of those. I have an RGB to HDMI. Uh, that's how I usually do 1080p Dreamcast. And so I figured I'd check this out. And uh, I don't know. I. I think it looks good for some games like Shinmu, but other stuff, it looks a little bit weird. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll check that. I just wanted the 64 thing. I think it's like a, I think it's like $160 for the kit. Yeah, uh, but, it's expensive. But I wanted to get it because people say that's like the de facto way to do it. And I already know what's going to happen uh, when we get the week after we get back from 20 games next week, probably somewhere in there, they're going to announce the N64 classic probably with my luck. So there yeah. you go. Um, but I want to do it anyway, because of course, then you can use the actual hardware and it's just, it's all these cables and a board and everything. Got it. You got to solder it all in, but apparently it gives you some awesome picture and even has a, what a menu that you press a combination of buttons and it comes up for scan lines and filtering. Yep. And I'm excited to try it out. I think it's be cool. So I got an N64. 
set up just for that. Like I bought one just for this project and uh, it should be cool. I just need to get a bunch of games to test with it. So I'll be doing that when I go to too many games. So that'd be fun. Uh, cool. Uh, so that is about an hour. That's where we were kind of setting up this pre-recorded uh, uh, spawn cast for this is Saturday night. Um, again, patron people get it the Friday night before that. And we are all well, everyone but Max. I don't know what Max is doing right in, in, on, on Saturday, but uh, we're all probably in Oaks PA right now uh, staying out of trouble. So, um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, Max, where can they find you, man? I'm at YouTube.com slash Dreamcast guy. Uh, what big projects do I have coming up next week? I guess all of us are about to be reviewing uh, Wolfenstein. So at some point, Wolfenstein videos are going to be showing up on Switch. And uh, I'm about to start reviewing The Crew 2, which hmm. uh, I've been messing with a little bit. It's a driving game that randomly they threw in dirt bikes and planes. And I don't know how well that works. So what, look for that review. When's at some Wolfenstein point. out? Wolfenstein's out next week. Oh, good. Right? Good, good. Good thing they didn't send me that code then. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, good times. <laughs> Uh, Sean, where can they find him? Find me at RGT85. Um, I have really no idea what's coming up. I got to sort of plan stuff. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> Sean is a, a very fly by night kind of guy here with that. Yes. So, uh, yes. <laughs> and then, uh, Evan, what about you? You did, you just did your, uh, probably one of your best reviews actually today for ease eight. Mm-hmm. Good job yeah, with the editing and everything, man. Keep tinkering with it. I'm hopefully going forward. It'll get better and better. So, yeah, you can just keep up with my random goings on by just following Kimrick's project on Twitter. Yeah, you're going to start having you put everything. your Twitter handle in the um, in yep. the in the beginning of the video so people can find I'm gonna you. Get some, I'm going to make lower thirds for you and me to just pop in. Yeah, he's yeah, pop the spawn wave one in there, popping yours and everything. Yeah, it'd be cool. So cool. Cool. So yeah, it was fun. This is a pre-recorded one. You can also listen to it on SoundCloud if you don't want to use up your data for video on YouTube here. Um, that'll work, too. It's on SoundCloud. Um, links to everybody in the description and everything. So guys, check that out. And I guess that's going to do it this week. Spawncast episode, uh, is this 63 or 64? 64. 64, 64. We're getting there. Getting close to 100. So, uh, thanks, guys, everyone, for watching. And we'll see you next week post too many games. I'm sure we'll talk about all of the crazy YouTube crossovers. And we'll post a video up about that, too, because Evan will be filming while we're there. And it'll be fun. Cool. So, mm -hmm. all right. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you next time.